Since you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, have you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, why did this happen to me? Well, you're not alone. I did too. But this is a time when you're given two choices. One, you let those four nasty words that you've been told, you have breast cancer, stop us from living. Or two, we can take what we're being given to us and use it as fuel on our path to healing, growth, self-discovery, and to bring out the best of us and become the hero of our journey while we get to inspire others to do the same. Join my inspiring guests and me on our mission to help women just like you with what we discovered on our hero's journey through breast cancer. This is a place where we share all the tools and knowledge we've learned to develop the courage, resilience, mindset and self-love needed to start living your full life like you might never have done before. I am Grace DeAngeli and I welcome you to Breast Cancer Hero's Journey Podcast. Welcome home. Hi everyone and welcome to today's podcast. Today I want to speak to you guys. I know it's been such a long time since I actually jumped on myself. Last year it was a, I guess it was an eventful year for me to do with family. We decided to to help family out and go overseas for a couple of months and by the time you come back and you do your stuff, the year goes quickly. So I just wanted to bring you guys up to date with what's been happening. So I I guess what I'll do is I'll start with last year in August, which was my yearly um, checkup. Like you guys know that once you get diagnosed with breast cancer, it doesn't matter what treatment you decide to do or not do, you're going to have to go for your either yearly checkup, three-month checkup or six-month checkup. It all depends on what type of cancer you have. So I'll go back to last year in August. That's when I was due for my checkup. And previously to that, what they noticed was uh, I obviously had the breast cancer on my left breast and I had a lumpectomy done and some lymph nodes removed or sensual nodes or whatever they call that removed. So that was that story. And then what was happening was they kept seeing something on the right side and it kept coming and going. So last year when in August, I, I went for my mammogram, ultrasound and MRI. They said to me, look, we see something, maybe we'll send you in six months time we'll send you for another ultrasound on the breast. So fast forward to December and what they did is they did another ultrasound on my breast and this shadow, they called it a shadow because it wasn't actually the shape of a tumor as in it's something that's, it's there, it's visible. So I'm not sure what that all means, but they said it kept looking like a shadow. It was near the nipple on the right side. I went for an ultrasound and in December she called me up being she being my surgeon she called me up and said Grace we need to do a biopsy. So January this year I went and did a biopsy on my right breast and my lymph node was swollen on my left side as well but by the time I went and got the biopsy done what they realized was the lymph node wasn't really anything that's suspicious but they did do the biopsy so I got my results in I believe it was February by this stage or probably late January and it was benign fast forward we're going to do another ultrasound in six months time. So that's exactly where we're up to now. So 
I wanted to say this because I know it's been a long time. You're probably thinking, where have you been? What have you been doing? I've been creating my own Breast Cancer Heroes Journey journal, which I now sell online on Etsy, Amazon, and uh, on my website. Now, it wasn't just that. I started mentoring other girls or other women that are going through breast cancer. So that's what I was doing off and on all of last year and this year as well. So that's what I've been doing. But I wanted to touch on my own journey because I'm still on this journey. Unfortunately, you don't get off this train. It's like having a lifetime pass on this train. And it, it, it doesn't mean that you're on it every day. But when there's an availability in a metaphor, that's when you have to jump on it and you have to do what you're going to do. So that's where we're at. And I've had another ultrasound just today. But I wanted to talk about what I experienced back in January, what I experienced back in December, in August, in every time. And what was happening was I speak about it a lot because you do get anxious. It's normal to get anxious. Even if you've had clear margins, it's all good, it's all good, it's all good, it's all good. Bad news travels faster than good news. And unfortunately, what's out there is a lot of people are talking about bad news. A lot of people, oh, I was cancer-free for five years and then it came back. I was cancer-free for 12 months and then it came back. So you're always hearing the bad stuff. But what about all these women who are doing 25 years cancer-free? What happens is we actually get anxious. We get anxious based on what we're hearing outside and we take that as gospel. We take what others are saying without us knowing but what was really interesting about today, which made me sit up a little bit better, and I thought this is not only going to help me, it's going to help me with other women that I help process these times when they have to go and do treatments. And I just found another sort of, I think, um, a tool, I guess we can say, it's another tool to help you go through these moments of what they call scanxiety, which I don't like the name. I think anything you put a name to like that, it makes it permanent and it makes it even more horrible to overcome and to get through. So it happened to be a an interview today between two gentlemen. One was Grant Cardone and one was John Travolta. And the question was something along the lines, I'm not going to quote it properly, but it was something along the lines of how John Travolta asked Grant Cardone, was there ever a time in your life where you thought someone or something was good and it didn't turn out the way you wanted? And he said, yeah, I thought he was going to be a nice guy. And he said, well, that's the problem. See, you assumed you assumed he was going to be a nice guy. Now you're probably thinking, what's that got to do with us? We assume. We assume what, what's going to happen. We assume what the results are going to be. We assume what they're going to show up on the tests. We don't know. And, and if you ever hear a lot of people say, assume is making an ass out of you and me. And that's what it is. Assuming isn't permanent. Assuming doesn't even mean that it's something that's visible. It's assuming, it's all oh, hypothetically imaginary. It's assuming because you don't know. And I thought to myself, that is really profound. To me, that touched me this morning because it wasn't just with my, my scans that I have to do every six months or a yearly. It was with everything. I assume I know. And the thing is, unless you don't know the answer, you don't have the answer. Instead of assuming it's going to come back bad, instead of assuming that the your margins aren't cleared, instead of assuming that your blood results aren't going to come back good, 
just allow it. Unless you get all of that proof, then you can make up your mind. And that's what's really important. We don't allow that moment to happen. We're just automatically assuming, oh, I know, oh, I know. No, I always say to people, really, can I borrow your crystal ball? Because mine's in the wash. Why? Because none of us are psychic, unless you are psychic and you can tell, but it's very rare. So I wanted to bring this up because I thought this was a great way of also providing another tool. I like providing tools to people out there, to the women who are being diagnosed or who are going through cancer or who are on the other side. And every time they have to do their tests or whatever you've got to go to, don't assume. Don't sit there going, yeah, I'm going to go in there. How many of us, this is a great question. So how many of us create a story and we say, the moment we get there, I'm going to say this, that person's going to say that, and then I'm going to reply like this, and then they're going to reply like that. How many times does it come out true? Zero. Zero times. What we do is we create a story in our heads. So assuming is creating a story. I'm assuming, what, Grace? Well, you've been cancer-free five years. So I'm assuming, because I'm hearing it out in the grapevine, that it's come back. I'm assuming that, yeah, you know what? Oh, I'm going to have breast cancer again. I don't know. Until I go and see my doctor in a week and a half time, I don't know. So I've got to stop assuming that I know the answer. Unless she calls me up and tells me exactly what it is right now, I'm not going to know until I see her in two weeks. Then when I know the answer, I'm not assuming the answer. I will get the right answer, I'll get the results, and then I can go forward from there. So I just wanted to really touch on that because I thought it was really important because every time I've come a long way in five years, I've come a long way and I'm so proud of myself because five years ago I would, had the doctor said, I'll see you in six months, I wouldn't have even booked a dinner date with my husband until after six months. Why? Because I assumed it's going to be cancer. I'm going to have to do treatments. I'm going to have operations. I'm not going to be well. I'm going to be sick. I'm going to go through this. I'm going to go through that. And I stopped living for six months. Continue. Another six months. Most of my results, most of my tests, I will be honest here, there's only been one out of five years, one time out of five years, where I had 12 months between one check up to another that's been once every other time it's been six three to six months three to six months and what I was doing is I was stopping creating anything now I don't I create things the next day today the the the, the, the minute after but I still go through those moments and today's tool was really profound and I wanted to share that don't assume don't assume what's going to happen next None of us know what's going to happen next. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I look forward to having you guys listen in on the next one. And like always, I wish you so much love and light. Thank you so much for joining me. I know you could have chosen any other show to spend your time with today. And I'm really grateful and humble that you've chosen me instead. And I hope I've been able to serve you in any way. You know, I hope this will become your go-to place to help you heal, feel supported and discover yourself along your hero's journey. And if this episode helped you today, 
please subscribe and share it with someone you know that would benefit from this. As I've learned about my hero's journey through breast cancer, nothing we receive is for us to keep but to be shared. And I hope I can serve you further by sharing some of the tools I've learned along the way. And it's hard for me to share it all in one simple episode. So if you go to www.theangelsofgrace.me forward slash resources right now, you can find a collection of tools that might be exactly what you need to take you on your hero's journey. And given that I don't know if you're listening to this podcast at the start, the middle or the end of the day, I want to wish you an amazing morning, an amazing afternoon or an amazing evening. I am Grace DeAngeli and you listen to the Breast Cancer Hero's Journey podcast. Thanks again for being here. Much love and light.